0: of the Manufacturing News Network. This is Jason Moss, your host, and today we've got a a member spotlight for Georgia Manufacturing Alliance. We're really excited to have our our friends from tri aligned with us today. Uh, They're going to be sharing some of the things that are going on in their business and key components in the finance world that will help manufacturers be more successful and have a more profitable bottom line. I am really, really excited to have these guys on board with us. Robert Lane. He is a Georgia guy. He's he's a local GMA member. He's been very active with our organization and he's attended several events. I've picked his brain a little bit about some of the things that he brings to the table. Again, that'll benefit the manufacturing community, and we're we're really excited to have him and one of his business partners time okay. with us today. So, with that, what I'd like to do is I want you, both of you guys to have an opportunity to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your backstory, and I'll start off with you, Rob. Tell us tell us a little bit about where
1: are you where are you from originally? Seems like I've been here uh forever, uh, but have uh roots up north. Been uh in the uh kind of the tax credit industry for it's about 16 years or so. Background is in uh telecom, uh, where a friend of mine uh out in Denver was uh friends with a previous uh firm that I used to work with. And so they were looking for some tax credit consulting, you know, representatives and I knew nothing about uh, taxes except TurboTax. Uh, this was yeah, Telecom and uh, taxes. Yeah. It
0: did not quite sync up yet.
1: I, yep. Yeah, so uh, Randy's also familiar with the, the same company. We kind of uh, overlapped there. In any case, uh, it was more of a, a baptism by fire, so to speak. They just kind of threw us in there in front of uh, CFOs and uh, controllers and all types of industries. And so I was able to uh, learn the uh, tax credit industry uh, kind of in and out, so to speak. Uh, about six years ago, I was actually a, a co-founder of a, uh, specialty tax group, uh, that of, uh, Alabama, you know, things were going so well, I decided to change jobs in the middle of a pandemic. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, what could go wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I brought, uh, I brought a friend with me, uh, Randy Crabtree is one of the, uh, founding, uh, partners of, uh, TriMerit. And, uh, as I said, we, we kind of overlapped, uh, I was uh, at the position uh, at the uh, Denver uh, Research Development Tax Credit Company while uh, Randy and another uh, engineer, uh, Andy Lane, who was a founding partner, kind of moved on and decided to open up their own tax practice. And that's kind of where we're at today. No, we kind of have to dive into it deeper when we say that we're tax consultants. They always ask us, uh, you know, uh, know, I need somebody to do my taxes for me. We don't do that. Uh, We partner with people who do that. Uh, uh, CPA firms who typically have a, a base of clients in the you know manufacturing uh, software engineering uh, mm-hmm. space, uh, and we, you know, we like to say that we help CPA firms kind of increase their service offerings without increasing their overhead. So a typical CPA firm, Jason, uh, doesn't staff uh, engineers; uh, they typically don't uh, mm-hmm. staff uh, tax attorneys. Uh, so Randy and uh, Andy Lane several years ago built up this practice with those professionals uh, to supplement what the CPAs do for their clients. And uh, they refer us into their their client base, uh, whether it's, as I said, a manufacturer, could be a a software uh, developer, uh, Mm -hmm. chemical engineering, and so forth. And then we, uh, with our staff and our uh, engineers, we will uh, kind of calculate and quantify the credits that are available to them. Uh, And then we take that deliverable and we give that to the CPA so they can put that into the client's tax returns. So they can right. reap the benefits of uh, what projects that we do work on for them. Okay. Perfect,
0: perfect, good deal. Well, tell us, introduce us to Randy. How are you guys? Uh, so you've been uh, working together for a little, little while.
2: I can't sit that long without talking. I was starting to get antsy here, so I, I had to jump in. So I appreciate it. First, Jason. Randy I appreciate forgot it's it. not his
1: podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. That's this right. is TMA's podcast.
2: I'll try to remember that as we go. So Jade first, Jason, appreciate you having us here. This is uh this is awesome. You got a great show and you really uh, we're really thrilled to be part of it. Um, just a little background. I I think Rob gave you my background for the most part, but he didn't say I am a CPA. So even though we aren't a CPA firm, we don't prepare taxes. I came out of public accounting. I was managing partner of a CPA firm in the, uh, now don't hold it against me, but in the Chicago area. Um, uh, I grew up in Arlington Heights, a suburb of Chicago, and I still live in Arlington Heights. So uh, I'm up here, Uh, but yeah, came out of public accounting, saw a need for somebody to fully attack at the time it was only r&d tax credits but that's what we were mm-hmm. started out as an r&d tax credit firm fully attack them, fully document make sure that that anything that we take we can support and i was looking at it from the client you know the manufacturer standpoint but also the cpa standpoint and i want to make sure that cpa knew when we were out there doing the work they could feel comfortable signing that tax return because everything was fully documented fully supportable so yeah. that was our philosophy with things and and uh, you know um you can hear what Rob said. Uh, that you can see why we hired him during the pandemic. He knows what he's talking about. So, yeah, um, no doubt. Yep. So, yeah, that's just a little background on me. Thanks, Randy. Cool.
1: cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Randy also does a uh, podcast, Jason, as well. Yeah, tell me a little bit uh, about that. So, so a unique CPA. You're
0: listening to this session. It's I think our uh, seventh or eighth official podcast of Manufacturing News Network. Uh, I am. I am. An avid student. Now, I love to learn. I like to like to uh, find new challenges. Uh, I run my life full throttle or full brake. Either I'm wide open or I'm dead stop. Gage, I'm not. And it has been it has been quite the lessons learned pulling together this this podcast platform and learning the bits and pieces now tell me a little bit about your podcast what is it that you do and who's the
2: community that you serve so it's called the unique cpa i guess sticking with the theme of of being a cpa oh and and we decided to do this about a year and a half ago through trimerit and i uh you know for some reason i was the obvious choice i don't know why Uh, (laughs) but they came to me and said randy you do it um (laughs) And I said, "There's no way a I'm going to sit for a half hour talking about tax code and you know accounting issues, and right. and you know nobody wants to listen to that." So we talk more about management styles and techniques, which are within public accounting, but I think can translate to other areas and mm-hmm. in, in, in industries as well. So we just try to. Ha- and you talked about when we had a pre-call today, having mm-hmm. fun. We want to have fun when we're doing our podcast. Um, and then two, we want to educate. We want people to learn something while they're having fun. So, so you know, I really and am, am biased, but I really think you can listen to it without, you know, being in public accounting because there's probably some techniques and management styles that will help any business.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, I, I appreciate that. and uh, we've, we've learned, um, like I said, a lot of the, the technical side of it. We're, it's not perfect yet, but we're, we're figuring it out. But uh, my vision was to say, if you if you're gonna gather data, kind of like we're doing today, we're 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 doing this on a Zoom call. Uh, some people like to see faces and you know um, smiling faces and nodding heads on the on the screen. I've I, I, I learn better that way. I like you cues. Know, mm-hmm. But so many people, so many of our our members love this podcast format because they can listen to it during their workout or they can Anytime they want at home or whenever it's convenient. I'm a I'm an Audible guy, man. I, I listen, um used to say I'm a an avid reader, I'm an avid listener, you know, so I listen to tons of stuff on audible. I wear that thing out. And if I like the book, then I'll go uh, I'll buy the hard copy and go highlight it and take notes and you know try to pull some action items out of it. Um and, and, and one of the things that we try to do on all the all of the calls that we've done so far, and, and part of the theme is is lessons in leadership. What are some of the things that any leader can take away from here uh, one of the one of the ways that we found that it helps people make those connections is through what is it that you're reading you know what are some of your maybe your all-time favorites or what are you reading now? Right. or what kind of recommendations do you have for any um, uh, primarily manufacturer but anybody in the business community what are some of the things that you're that you're digging right now and, and, and reading through any, any any takes on that Robert. Well, yeah,
1: it's been a little bit tough lately uh, to yeah, uh, it's been a little bit tough lately to yeah, get some uh, yeah uh, reading material so to speak. Mm-hmm. As I said, I listen to a lot yep. of uh, you know podcasts as well. Uh, what are some of your favorite podcasts? Maybe some podcasts? ones that are. Uh, I like the Joe other than Rainy's.
0: What's the favorite one <laughs> outside of Rain? Well, <laughs> and that
1: goes without saying. Obviously, uh, I'd be let go if I didn't say that. Right, uh, right. I, I well, like the, uh, the Joe Rogan experience. Joe <laughs> Rogan, uh, really, really. Yeah, uh, I just like his point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like his point of view. You don't know where he stands on some issues. Some He's more conservative on some issues, and he's more libertarian uh, mm-hmm. on the other. So it's, uh, it's just interesting. I just think he's an interesting person. I think he's uh, you know, funny. Uh, yeah. I think he's uh, kind of deep sometimes. So uh, that's probably my favorite podcast uh, that I listen to. Uh, we were uh, just on a call recently with a consulting group uh, you know, to do, uh, I guess it's kind of more of a, of a seminar and kind of an educational approach, uh, with our clients. Uh, and there's a book that I'm trying to remember the name that, uh, we've been you know, kind of reading, uh, with our, uh, BD team and so forth. So I'll have to email it over to you so maybe you can attach a link to this as well. Yeah. So yeah. It, it escapes me right now. So I was, I was preparing it. for for uh for a video conversation and the reading material it kind of skip my mind so uh, no
0: worries no worries so okay. i got
1: i got some a, of the things
0: that you, you you either listen to or read what are some of the, your favorites? so for me
2: um so with the podcast the guests are always talking about the books that they like to read and they're, they're referencing these books and they're, you Mm -hmm. know, spouting off how it's helped them here and there. And while they're doing that, I'm like, wow, I guess I should read more (laughs) of these, uh, these uh, management, uh, you know, type of books. But the one that I, that I have highlighted that I want to go read, I have not. So this Mm -hmm. is something I can't comment Mm -hmm. on other than the fact that it's a Jim Collins, good to great. Yes. Yes. And, and the one thing that keeps popping up as a theme in our, podcast is employee issues, which every industry can discuss that, and manufacturing, obviously. You know, there's been issues with, you know, employees just uh, getting employees, but this one was the right person, right seat theme that came up out of Jim Collins' book, and so that's been a a key concept that we've discussed a lot, so so that's one that is on my list to read, but my weeks right now are pretty much preparing for webinars and preparing for uh podcast. And and so uh, when I am reading, I'm just kind of edging out. And an mm-hmm. uh, interesting book that my kids uh, recommended, actually a series of books that the whole family's reading now, is uh, Jim Corey's The Expanse series. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar. It's like a sci-fi thing. It actually was turned into a TV show. But yeah. they're very good. And so I'm on book three right now of that. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I've been enjoying.
0: Cool. 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 I love it. I love it. There's, there's several that, and I'll put links to these in the, in the show notes. Um, so if you're listening to it on podcast, you can, you, know, you can pull it there, but also we've built a, um, a member spotlight page on our website. So under the about us tab, you go to a uh, member spotlight, and you can see all of the member spotlights that we've done and look for this, you know, this session, you'll see, you'll see Robert's smiling Sh- mug on the, on the uh, cover photo. But, um, but we'll put links into that. Uh, we've also got a, um, a reading list, recommended reading list that we've got under our resources tab, some of my favorites. But right. the book that I read, on the, uh, there's two of them that I wanna just mention. One of them is Mike McAllowitz, Profit First. If you have not read that, is a killer book for any uh, small to mid-sized business. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be a business today. I promise you. I mean, you know, it it changed my perspective and my relationship with money in business like nothing ever before. I mean, it was was amazing. So Mike McAllowitz Profit First. It's based on effectively like the, the, um, uh, uh, what's the guy, Dave Ramsey having envelopes right to save your money in different spots and instead of using envelopes you have as a business you have different bank accounts for different components it sounds um, as the book as you're reading through the book you're like well that sounds like a great idea that sounds like mean yeah, I could probably do it with a spreadsheet as, as you read through it it says in there he said you're probably thinking you could do this with a spreadsheet and not use accounts <laughs> don't think that just buy it and do it and it completely changed, the, again, my relationship with money and business. And, oh, cool. I would, and it's a quick, easy read. You know, so that, that would be What's a, the author's background, Jason? Mike uh, his, Because his goal in business, his goal on the planet is to eliminate entrepreneurial poverty. That's what he is. Okay. He's always, he wrote the first book he wrote was Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. And then he wrote a book called The Pumpkin Plan and then uh, Profit First. I started in like the middle of the books that he had written. And then he wrote one. Uh, what's uh, fix this next? And all of the phenomenal books there again. they got to be you know they're a really really easy read um, uh, for, for for busy busy professionals. And I would recommend it highly. Tough name, but I will put links to it in there. But enough enough of that. I Appreciate y'all's feedback on that piece. But yeah. talk about let's let's dig into some taxes. What do what do our manufacturers that are listening today? What is it that they need to hear about taxes? What are some of the things that uh most surprising, most beneficial? Although I know you can't read the entire tax code to us today, although we wish we
1: would. No. <laughs> Sorry, ready, studies, right?
2: <laughs> Page one, income taxes. All right. Uh I'll I'll jump in well, here. This is only quick. a
1: four hour video call, right?
2: Right, 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 Well, I can speed read, so we can go fast. Um, <laughs> um so there's a couple of key areas that, that that are helpful for manufacturers. Obviously, there's lots of areas that, that, that can help manufacturers in general, but key two key things that we concentrate on that will most likely help manufacturers, and one is the research and development tax credit, yeah. which is uh um, most manufacturers probably have heard of it. Probably not every manufacturer has used it, and sometimes there's misconceptions. But it's a it's a pretty, in my mind, it's almost misnamed. Um, it should be the newer, improved product or process credit. Rather than R and D, because R and D's t- people start, you know, thinking way out there and you know, clean rooms and white lab coats and, right. and all this. And uh, um, really, it is: Are you trying to do something better today than you did yesterday? If so, you can qualify for the credit potentially. I'm not saying you will, but potentially. Right. Or, or it can be: We're just designing a brand new product from scratch. So, so it, it, it's it's the I I try to highlight the fact that it's not new to the world stuff. It's not. Um, even new to you, it could just be something that you're just trying to do better, faster, cheaper. And every manufacturer I talk to is always trying to save a penny here, penny there. Let's be more efficient. Let's let's reduce waste. Let's eliminate operations. Can you know? Right now, we're making five parts, and then we've got all this assembly time. Can we do this in three operations and re- reduce our manufacturing time, reduce our assembly time? I'm mac- making the exact same product. I just got better at it. That bit got more efficient. Okay. That can qualify for the R and D tax credit. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So but that,
0: that you have to dig in to qualify if that works. I mean, most most of the manufacturers that I that I'm connected to are, you know, they've got like a uh depending on the size of the company, they got either a, a department or a person or a you know, part of the person's role is is operational excellence, how to be more efficient, you know. Lean and 6-6 six six and that sort of thing. How yep. much paperwork, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a smaller government kind of guy, because I think we ought to have the fire and the police in roads, and outside of that, we're going to be pretty good. But uh, but I know that anytime that you talk about taxes and getting tax credits, there tend to be some paperwork that's involved. Uh, where does sure. someone say, okay, well, does this qualify, and is this worth the effort of bringing
1: somebody in
2: to, to to show us the way? Yep. So so from that standpoint, the documentation to support the credit probably already exists. It just takes a company like us to come out there and pull it out of your systems, pull it out of the, your desk drawer, pull it okay. out of your emails, wherever it is. But the documentation exists. Our Our responsibility – let me just give you, I'll do this really quick. I don't know how much time we have. To qualify for the credit, new or improved product or process, we have to have technology involved, engineering, computer science. We have to have some uncertainty. And that's what I was talking about. The level of uncertainty does not have to be, is this even possible? It could be, can I be better, faster, cheaper, more efficient? And then because of that, we're gonna experiment. So that's the how a project qualifies. Now, if we've proved that this project qualifies for the test, our responsibility based on tax code and court cases is to be able to link an expense to that project and that link doesn't have to be we have and usually the expense is employee time you know who's who's coming up with the idea who's you know CAD designing who's prototyping who's developing the tools and fixtures who's programming the machine to run the prototype you know you, you know the process so all those people going through that um, we don't have to track their time. That's not a responsibility. And that's where a lot of people get hung up. It's like, we don't track that time. We don't have that. Right. It's not It's not necessary. All we have to do is, once we prove the project qualifies, we have to show that, you know, Jim and Sally worked on this project. And we can show that by, you know, there's a, some test results where we were testing this. There's some emails back and forth. There's some meeting minutes. There's, a, you know, we can show that they you know, program this uh, CNC machine to run this prototype. There's just as long as we can link them, then we can estimate the amount of time they spent on the project. So that's where the documentation exists. And then we come in and use all our education and our smart engineers to uh, come up with the idea of how much time they spent based on, you know. A but you don't have to track every dollar and
0: every second of time.
2: Perfectly. No, not at all.
0: No.
1: okay cool. not at
2: all so yeah documentation just, is important but it's there
1: sorry rob go ahead no just to add uh to what randy was saying jason the the credit is not an uh, equipment credit so a lot of people say well we just invested in this big piece of equipment uh can we use that for the rd credit uh it's a labor-based credit so it's based on wages so okay. obviously uh the more people that are working on a on a certain project, obviously, the, the higher the potential uh, credit. And there's other uh, exemptions and deductions for the uh, for the equipment.
0: Right, right. I got you. So a couple of other things just just throw out there is is I've got a couple folks that I work with that um, that are actively engaged in uh, lean training. You know, lean certifications, going in and doing lean. You know, um, uh, helping companies building programs in their organization. So one is a training component. And then another company that I'm working with pretty tightly is a, is a company that does e-commerce. So they help a company, you know, right now, as you know, I mean, if it's, if you don't have a solid e-commerce platform during these times, it's going to be tough making it beyond that. Yep, yep. If they don't have a e-commerce platform and they put one in, is that something that would maybe potentially qualify for um, would that go under? Kind of fall under the R Yeah, maybe? yeah. So, so
2: besides manufacturing, so the credit is probably you know sixty seventy percent of the R and D te- tax credits are claimed for the manufacturing aspect of things. Right. Next biggest use is software. And okay. so when you're doing an e-commerce platform, as long as there's some kind of programming involved, as long as you know we mm-hmm. are setting this up to either program the the, the platform itself or programming mm-hmm. it to integrate with other programs within our business, or right. even just you know, even if it's not e-commerce, but you know, we're getting our, our CRM system to talk to our accounting system to talk to our HR yeah. system and programming yeah. modules in between all those to get those to work together. Okay. That programming time is a key activity. In most manufacturing settings, we do see some aspect as programming as well that that counts towards the credit. Perfect, perfect.
0: Well, that sounds cool. So R and D credit—that's number one thing. Kind of you, you, you lead with helping companies in that area. What are what are some other of the key areas that manufacturers could benefit that they might not know about or might not?
2: Yep. You know, yeah. yeah let me touch. What? Let me touch for thirty seconds on one thing with manufacturing, and then sure. let's jump into the other. Because uh, I think you listed this on the the tease of what we're going to talk about today, because um, uh, there's probably plenty of your listeners that have taken the credit before. There's some new rules, uh, 174 prototype rules, and then some court cases that can increase credits for manufacturers by allowing prototype hard supply cost and maybe tools, dies, fixtures, molds, those types of cost to be used in the calculation of the credit, where in the past, those weren't. So just wanted to make people aware of that. I'm not going to go deep into it, but be aware. And if you have somebody working with you, ask them about these, uh, these tooling costs potentially increasing our credit. So that's a, a newer area that can actually greatly increase a manufacturing uh, setting R&D tax credit. Okay, I just didn't want to miss that because I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, so So, another area that we we help with in manufacturing, obviously, this plays into, but this is is a, is a depreciation uh, benefit you know so mm-hmm. most manufacturers either are going to own their building that they 're in or they have some leasehold improvements in that building and and a manufacturing setting building. Usually, you're depreciating that building over thirty nine years so you know i I buy a building for ten million dollars I'm not writing off very much of that each year it's it's a nice it's a nice deduction over thirty nine years but not year to year right. um, and so what we can do is through cost segregation go in and look at that building and in a manufacturing setting there's plenty of areas that are not necessary for this building to be a building. They're there because we're a manufacturing plant and manufacturing plant settings can be depreciated at a quicker site. So, you know, uh, you know, piping and you know, electrical conduit and water and um, trenches and pits and, you know, just uh, concrete platforms that are machinery sitting on and in the dock area with delivery and all these areas we can identify that can be depreciated at a much faster rate, Usually, you know, five, seven, or fifteen years compared to thirty-nine years, and then based on some, based on some um, new code that came out in the CARES Act. That's the act that defined the PPP loans and everything we actually had the ability for some improvements to be written off of in one year. So this, is, this has been a pretty nice change. That was always there, but there was, there was some changes to it now that you know over the, at least the last three years now, we can go look and say, hey, did we build out our office space in the last three years, which we're normally going to appreciate over 39 years? Well, if so, if it meets certain requirement, I can write that off in one year. So I can get wow. a significant deduction yeah. in one year. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's another area that's, that's been nice and had a nice effect from the uh, cares act as well yeah
0: and right now manufacturers especially need to i mean cash is king you know if there's any way that we can get some back or check out
2: well the other thing that uh, if you look at cost segregation you know if manufacturers are you know running at a break even now or even a small profit or even potentially a loss. i mean in this environment we're in they could be running at a loss right now it's not (laughs) uncommon the cares act also defined an opportunity where we can now take those losses back 5 years and offset past taxes, recapture those. So 5 years ago I was paying tax at 35% compared to, you know, today's corporate rates 21%. I can carry this loss today back and capture taxes I paid at 35%. That's a nice you know, permanent tax savings because I never would have saved that thirty-five percent today if I just used that deduction today. I would only saved twenty-one percent. So another thing the CARES Act has done to help us. Sorry, I get excited when we start talking about tax savings, so I just keep going. Jason,
1: just let them go. We'll kick back. That's cool, man. Yeah. That is cool. And that's
0: the thing. You know, hey, Jason, there, you know, we, we, there's, there's one more. I think that we need more of that on our planet. We need more people to be. It fully engaged and passionate about what they you know about what the positive things that they're doing we got we got some passion in some yep. places that i don't think we need to have as much passion but but we need to it, you know we got we need to appreciate the positive passion that's out on the planet and, and gather more folks together yep. like that to share the good stuff that's going on and, and, and you know that, that's why we're doing this today yep.
1: Yeah, just wanted to add real quick, Jason, there was one uh, other service that uh, can certainly help a manufacturer if they've done any uh, lighting, any uh, HVAC improvements or any uh, building envelope improvements. Okay. It's called the 179D. Uh, we also go in there with our engineers and we look at the standards. Uh, if they meet a certain uh, ASHRAE standard, uh, it's potential uh, uh, 60 cents per square foot. So. Uh, if all three components uh, qualify, uh, whether it's a, a new construction or even just improvements to an existing structure, uh, you know you're looking at a dollar eighty per square foot uh, uh, benefit, uh, obviously based on you know their their tax rate to show with the full uh, deduction. Now that's a little bit different than the R and D, which is an actual tax credit. Uh, which is a dollar for dollar credit. Uh, the one seven D is a, is a deduction, but that's also another area that we can look into uh, for manufacturers as well. So, um, That's on top of a, a cost cost segregation study. So,
0: Perfect. well, that sounds cool. Well, guys, I know we could dig in here for days, and and and, and we could read all the way through that tax code. Some
1: <laughs> yeah, if we well, want to but, sleep. <laughs> But what we need to yeah. do
0: is—I is, is, uh, want to make sure that everybody that's listening, no matter what format. If you're listening on, you know, the uh, on the podcast Manufacturing News Network, if you're listening on that, uh, that's great. There will be again show notes with links to the books and some of the other things okay. that we talked about on the thing through podcast, but also um, in um, uh, Manufacturing Spotlight is, is you know, that, that website, if you go to Georgia Manufacturing Alliance and click under the About Us and in the Spotlight tab, you'll see that. Um, and, and you can listen to not only this this episode, but uh, several other episodes as well. We've got some great content. Um, this has been fantastic, guys. I've got uh, every manufacturer yes, I know, we're going to be pointing and directing traffic over this so that they know what's going on and, and, and carry this information. Those folks that are joining us online and listening live, make sure that you share this. With other people that you, you feel would benefit from it, because yeah, I believe in paying every penny of tax that I owe, but not one anymore, right? And, and if you don't bring the right people to the table, sometimes you can be able to pay them. So let's let's make sure that we're we're paying the right amount. If you're the CFO, you know, if you're working with an accounting group, uh, understand that this is not going to replace your current accounting team, uh, your CPA. This this augments that. Um, and so if, if somebody want to get a hold of you, so what's the next step, what's the
1: best way for folks to get, get connected to you guys and if, if there's any additional questions? I would say a LinkedIn connection. Just connect with uh, Randy or I on, on LinkedIn. It's the best awesome. way to start a conversation. Uh, we'll you know, provide you with our uh, email. If they want to go to the GMA website, uh, TriMerits profile is on there. I think uh, my profile uh, in particular is on there. Just click yep. onto that. Uh, you have access to my phone, my email. Uh, feel Fantastic. free to contact me that way, but uh, I love LinkedIn. Uh, I think yes. that's the best way to connect these days.
0: Perfect. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, that's that's really the best way. I would I would encourage you to do that. Uh, we live on LinkedIn. Uh, I would I, I would I will give a shameless plug again for the Manufacturing News Network. We are all about growing our our reach. Um, and Randy, if you want to tell us again how they can how they can hear a little bit more on the, the, the CPA side of the world for the podcast that you work work with. Tell us the name of that
2: again? And, and how? Yeah, it's it's called theuniquecpa.com. It's pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. Uh, okay. I think uh, I think the last thing we were added to was Amazon this week, and we're pretty much everywhere on that. So so that's out there. And just to let everybody know, I do a lot of webinars uh, on these topics, and actually mm-hmm. I'm doing one tomorrow. That you can see at our website, tri-merit.com. and there, we, there's a, there's a list you can see. And, and if if you don't like my getting excited, don't pop on. But if you want to see me get excited about taxes, you can come listen to a webinar. I
0: love it. I love it. And leadership development, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. I know you can dig into that as well. So uh, and, and, and as we wrap up every event that we host with the Georgia Manufacturing Alliance, as well as Manufacturing News Network, um, I always ask, ask this, this kind of wrap-up question. What was your favorite part about today? What was the favorite part about this podcast? Now, there's a lot of folks that are listening that might be wanting to join in and and be a guest on the podcast, send us an email at support at georgiamanufacturing.com. We'll take a look at that and kind of qualify that make sure it's, a, it's a fit for the community. But what are, what are your takeaways? What's your favorite? I'll start with you, Randy. What's your favorite part about today?
2: My favorite part is that follow followed this, the format that I wanted, to, that I love to see. It was just having fun. You know, we had some laughs, we had a good time, and we educated. So if we can, if we can have fun and educate people, I, I think it's a good podcast, and you had the nice way to do that, so I appreciate that.
0: Fantastic! you great. Appreciate that. Win-win. All right, Mr. Robert, what's your
1: favorite part about today? Yeah, today was no different than uh, the networking events from the GMA. It's always uh, laid back. It's always uh, educational. It's always topical. So uh, just you know, continue to to go to the uh, GMA events. Uh, you know, get more uh, into the association, and uh, you know, hopefully next year, uh, if not uh, another uh, showcase. Yeah, hopefully you'll have the uh, trade show. So I'm certainly looking yeah. forward to uh, another year.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, I am ready to say that 2020 is in hindsight, right? I'm ready for that to be good. I'm a I'm a live networking kind of guy. I love being around folks live, and, and right. we just had right. a couple live networking events last week, and we got a few more lined up. So. Uh, you can find me on any place that you can find podcasts through Manufacturing News Network, but also you can visit us at georgiamanufacturingalliance.com, And we would appreciate your feedback on this. And if you got value from this again, I would encourage you to share it with folks in your company and uh, share it with your peers. make sure that they love about what we're doing here promise you there's no two shows that are going to be the same. Uh, and we're going to continue to bring good, solid quality content as we go through, like these two guys. Today. Thank you so much, Robert and Randy and tri for your support and being engaged with us today. Give a with that, guys, we're going to sign off. It's been another great episode of Manufacturing News Network. We'll catch you on the next calls. Have a great one, guys.
2: Thanks. Thanks, sir. Hey, thanks, Jason. Appreciate it.